We'll start today with confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy God, we confess our sin before you. We replace compassion with competition. We seek what is mighty while ignoring the meek. We are quick to anger but slow to forgive. We have not put on love in harmony with you. Wrap us in the grace of your powerful word. Swaddle our hearts with your peace, that all we do in word and deed may reflect your love born among us. Amen. Dear friends, I bring you good news of great joy for all people, that God has come among us in the child born of Mary, Christ the Lord. In Christ, your sins are forgiven, and you are clothed in peace. Amen. We're going to do Once in Royal David's City as the first song today. If you have a hymnal, that is ELW 269. ELW 269. Right like stars 
with a glory crown. John, you can sit if you want. That's fine. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Shine into our hearts the light of your wisdom, O God, and open our minds to the knowledge of your word, that in all things we may think and act according to your will, and may live continually in the light of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Samuel. Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. His mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year, when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord repay you with children by this woman for the gift that she made to the Lord. And then they would return to their home. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow in both stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We'll do the psalm responsibly, Psalm 148. Hallelujah, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise the Lord, all you angels. Sing praise, all you hosts of heaven. Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Sing praise, all you shining stars. Praise the Lord, heaven of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded and they were created, who made them stand fast forever and ever, giving them a law that shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters in all deeps, fire, hail, snow and fog, temptuous wind doing God's will, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, sovereigns of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the world, young men and maidens, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name only is exalted, whose splendor is over the earth and heaven. The Lord has raised up strength for the people and praise for faithful servants. The children of Israel, a people who are near the Lord. Hallelujah. The second reading is from Colossians. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against one another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell among you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God. In today's gospel, this is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. 
Glory to you, O Lord. Now, every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents didn't know it. Assuming that he was in a group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for Jesus among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. Jesus said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then Jesus went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in years, in divine and human favor. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So the Winter Olympics are going to start in five or six weeks. And like many people, I like watching the Olympics when they're on TV. But the Winter Olympics always leave me feeling a little bit befuddled. When you watch the Summer Olympics, you know most of the sports, many of the athletes, basketball, track, softball. But most of the time I watch the Winter Olympics, I find myself scratching my head. What exactly are they doing? How do they win? And who are any of these people? And the broadcasters know this. It feels like for every hour of sports you watch during prime time, about 45 minutes is composed of slickly produced montages about athletes that you should care about. How they overcame adversity, where they train, how they started doing this obscure sport. And more often than not, they'll have an old home video of one of those athletes skiing or curling or figure skating at a young age. And they are almost always amazing. The rest of the kids will be bumbling around while this prodigy soars through the air like they've been doing this forever. And when you watch those videos, you think, well, of course they made it to the, Olympi to the Olympics. They've been destined to be here from the start. And that's sort of like what today's gospel reading is doing. This is the only story about Jesus' childhood that we have in the four gospels, which is a little bit unusual because we have a whole bunch of stories and myths and legends about the childhoods of other famous figures from that time period. Every political leader, military general, artistic prodigy had stories floating around about how their talents were discovered at a young age. They didn't become skilled later in life, but there was something different about them from the very beginning. And St. Luke gives us a version of that for Jesus. Jesus and his family are in Jerusalem for the Passover celebration when Jesus mysteriously disappears. And when his parents find him, he's in the temple, the center of Jewish religious and cultural life. And he isn't just hanging out or puttering around. He's in the middle of everything. 
talking about the Torah and its interpretation with the religious leaders. And you can already imagine the NBC producers scrambling to get a video camera on this kid. At first glance, it looks like Luke wants to tell us this story because Jesus is really smart. He's a prodigy. If you like Jesus when he was 33 doing the Sermon on the Mount, well, you should have seen him when he was 12. He's the very best and the very brightest right from the get-go. But that's not the most interesting or important part of the story. The point isn't just that Jesus is smart. The turning point in the story comes when Mary finds Jesus and says, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. In short, she asks, why aren't you respecting your father? And pay close attention to Jesus' answer. Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? There are about three or four ways you can translate that line. And most scholars think house isn't a particularly great one. A better translation would be something like, didn't you know I must be engaged in my father's affairs? Or didn't you know I must be doing my father's work? The emphasis here isn't on the location of Jesus, the temple. It's on what Jesus is called to do. It's that Jesus identifies his father, his primary relationship, not through his biological family, but through his vocation and community that God has given to him. Essentially, Jesus says, well, I am respecting my father. I'm among his people doing his work in the middle of the action. These words that Jesus speaks to Mary are actually the first words he speaks in St. Luke's Gospel. And you can understand them almost as a kind of thesis statement, a mission statement for everything else that comes after. Jesus is here to get involved in God's work, in God's community, and in God's activity. To put it another way, the point of the story isn't that Jesus is smart. The point of the story is that Jesus is wise. Barry Schwartz, the professor of psychology at Penn, has this great line in one of his books where he writes that wisdom is knowing when it's acceptable to break the rules. And that's what's so remarkable about this story. The description that Luke gives us of Jesus isn't just someone who's at the head of the class, It's of someone who understands why he's here. And someone who's aware that following God's call might mean breaking some rules and conventions. Jesus isn't just smart or enlightened, but wise. He understands his purpose. I think back to those prodigy videos you see during the Olympics. One of the ironies of those videos is that they're meant to be inspiring. But are they actually inspiring? Well, no, not at all. You don't watch those videos and think, well, I'm going to give figure skating a shot. You think, God, I could never get on the ice at all. When we encounter people who are prodigies, we usually feel inadequate. Why even bother trying? But the vision that Luke gives us of Jesus is one that we should find inspiring. Luke ends the story by telling us that after leaving the temple, Jesus increased in wisdom and in years. And that might be a good reminder for us to end on as well. 
that even though Jesus understands his mission and purpose, he understands he's here to get involved in God's work, there's still room to grow and be transformed. And if that's true for Jesus, then it must be true for us too. That we aren't simply born wise, and we don't find a purpose all at once, but that God accompanies us as we grow in wisdom, living out our vocations in the world. That life is meant to be a process of change and discovery and learning with God, and Jesus promises to be present with us along the way. Whenever we're getting involved with God's work in our Father's house, Christ is there alongside us, and we know exactly where to find him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's do another hymn. Someone had requested 278, which is Away in a Manger. Did you have a hymn you wanted to do, John, from the Christmas section? All right. confess our faith together using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Joining our voices with the heavenly host and Christians throughout time and space, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You come to us in gatherings of your church across the globe. Unite us with those who celebrate your birth, even when they are weighed down by grief, loss, poverty, hunger, or injustice. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You come to us in the diverse splendor of the universe. Grant us the humility to trust our place in the network of creation that we live in service to you in the natural world. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You come to us through relationships of many kinds, families, friendships, communities, and nations. Guide us in these relationships that we encounter the Christ child in one another and show your love to the most vulnerable. We pray especially this week for the people of Japan, North Korea, South Korea, and Taiwan. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You come to us through people whom the world forgets. Poor shepherds and an imprisoned Paul announced your good news. Send your spirit to all who are in prison, struggling with addiction, unwell or in need this day. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Deliver us all from captivity. Give us wings of freedom like the birds in the sky to begin a new journey. Restore justice and freedom as a mighty stream running continuously as day follows day. We thank you for the gift of this morning and a new day to work with you. Merciful God, receive our prayer. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We offer these prayers in the name of the one who meets us as a child, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Peace, John. Let us pray. Gracious God, your word made flesh brings harmony to the earth. As we offer ourselves and these your gifts, prepare us to receive the grace and truth you offer at this table, and renew in us the song of your salvation. In Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. In the wonder and mystery of the Word made flesh, you have opened the eyes of faith to a new and radiant vision of your glory, that beholding the God made visible, we may be drawn to love the God whom we cannot see. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Dear God, we praise you for the heart of Jesus, filled with love for this earth. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Come on in. You're good. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. O God, triune, you create the worlds, uphold the living, and embrace the dead. Send us forth, empowered by your Spirit, and give us a future that trusts in you. For empowered by your promise, we rise from death to praise you again. Amen. Being gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. This is the body of Christ given for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us pray. We thank you, wondrous God, for Jesus, God with us in these gifts of bread and wine. As we have shared this feast of love, strengthen us to share your love with all the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So Janet, we're, we're doing Christmas carols by request today. So, oh, here. That, here, I'll come to you. We're doing, we're doing Christmas carols by request. So do you have a Christmas carol you want to hear, or one you like? Any, anyone. Anyone? Okay. You're giving me too much, much leeway here, Janet. Why don't we do, Anna had requested 292, which is Love Has Come. The tune for this, two, sorry, two, 292. Love, love has come two nine two.
darkness, love shines forth in the Bethlehem skies. See how heaven has come to proclaim it. Hear the song of joy arises, love, love. Born unto you a Savior, love, love. Glory to God on high. Love is born, come share in the wonder. Love is God, now asleep in the hay. See the glow in the eyes of his mother. It is the name her heart is saying. Love, love, love is the name she whispers. Love, love, Jesus, Emmanuel. Love has come and never shall leave us. Love is life everlasting and free. Love is Jesus within and among us. Love is the peace our hearts are seeking. Love, love, love is the gift of Christmas. Love, love, praise to you, God on high. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that we may abound in hope and prayer by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. Amen. Go in peace, rejoice in Christ. Thanks be to God. How are you, Janet? I'm good.